Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 86th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Any moms out there who feel they are dealing with mom burnout? I already know the answer to that question. A big fat yes. How do I know that? Well, first of all, I consistently talk and coach moms from all over the country, and I hear it in your stories and I see it in your faces. My goal for this episode is to help you get out of mom burnout and for you to feel better and feel like yourself again and dial up your energy. This episode is not going to be your typical self-care pitch. I will look at the biology of burnout and let science tell you what you can do. I promise you I have some very practical ways for you to feel better. Why do moms get burned out? The S word, stress. Moms get burned out because of stress and specifically chronic stress. The kind of stress that when you wake up in the morning, there it is again. The stress that follows you day after day. This doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Parenting teens is stressful and we live in a stressful culture. And 2020 has probably been one of the most stressful years of your life. And I don't even have to tell you why. With almost eight months of COVID, kids on the longest spring break ever. And even though they are going back to school, it's not the same. And then there's the social unrest, and yes, the election. You are stressed out because your kids are stressed out. I know because I'm talking to a lot of high school and college girls. Their world has been viciously interrupted and have greatly affected their friendships. They haven't seen all of their friends, maybe some of them. But a lot of their relationships are tenuous. Boyfriends and girlfriends are breaking up. Friend groups are breaking apart. And all of this contributes to your stress. A lot of teens are not motivated. They are sick of online school. They don't have the access to their teachers. They don't email them back. It gets confusing. Assignments and deadlines are missed. I know everyone is trying the best they can, but it's still stressful. A little stress can be useful. This is definitely true with teens. Being a little stressed over a biology test can motivate your teen to study. But massive amounts of stress... And stress where there is no end in sight is not good for you or your family. When there is a lot of stress with no end in sight, you go into stress response of fight, flight, or freeze. I talked to Callie the other day who wanted me to fix her teenage daughter. She said she's lazy, unmotivated, and wouldn't do anything around the house. Her daughter was sitting beside her in the session when she said, I probably need to read your book again because I've called her names like lazy repeatedly and I keep yelling at her saying mean things and losing control. This mom is not a bad mom. This is a mom who is in the stress response of fight. When you are in stress response, you are disconnected from the higher part of the brain. 
That is the mature adult brain, the part of the brain that has impulse control and sees the big picture. It's the rational part of the brain that has the ability to solve problems and come up with a strategy. So when you are in stress response, you are in the lower part of the brain, the survival part of the brain. This is the part of the brain that can save your life if an angry bear is chasing you or someone is trying to steal your car. It doesn't need all the details of the higher brain when it's activated. Its job is to keep you alive. This is good when someone is trying to steal your purse. It's not good when it's your teen. So the more burned out you are, the more all your mothering resources are depleted, you're going to feel all mothered out. That's when it's easy to get triggered and go into the stress response. That's what happened with Callie. She kept going into the fight response with her teenage daughter. The problem is that your teen will follow suit. So you being in stress response can trigger a stress response in your daughter. Many teens will fight back with you and call you names and yell louder, but many will go into the flight or freeze response. The flight response is when they start to avoid you, and he hides in his boy cave or she hides in her girl cave. You yell at her to work harder. That's the fight response. And she can completely blow you off and not do her work because she's in flight response. Or she can get so stressed that she can't focus. And then she is in freeze response. Sometimes procrastination is really when your son or daughter is in freeze response. An example of this is when your teens are so stressed or freaking out that they're going to fail their test or they feel so far behind, they just freeze. Being in a constant state of stress response is not good for you either. This is more than being drained from the drama. It impacts your biology too. It affects all the systems of your body, including muscles, respiratory, cardiovascular, endocrine, gastrointestinal, and the nervous and reproductive systems. When you go into stress response, you release a flood of stress hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol, which rouses your body for emergency action. Your heart pounds faster, muscles tighten, breath quickens. You tend to take shallow breaths and not exhale long enough which can make you dizzy. Stress that's unchecked weakens your immune system, can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. In the book Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, they talk about two very important concepts about burnout. Understanding the difference between the stress and the stressor and completing the stress cycle. There is a stressor, and then there is what you are left with, which is stress. A stressor could be your teen not coming home for curfew. That's super stressful. You can deal with the stressor. So when your son walks in at 1 a.m. when his curfew is at midnight, you can say, you are grounded for the next month. Now you have dealt with the stressor, but not with the stress. The stress is still affecting your feelings and your body. Therefore, you want to complete the stress cycle. In other words, you want to take yourself out of the stress cycle. This is a serious imperative for your health. 
So how often do you want to complete the stress cycle? The answer is every single day. Because in this modern world, and especially in our COVID social justice, election, earthquakes and fires, and being a parent of a teen season of life, you're going to have stress every single day. And this brings up another point. Sometimes you can eliminate the stressor, but that really is impossible with raising teens and a global pandemic. You can't eliminate the stressor, but you can complete the stress cycle and take yourself out of the stress cycle every single day. Now, before I tell you how you can complete the stress cycle, I need to tell you what gets in the way of you completing it. Many of you listening have read my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. In the first part of the book, I talk about powerless parenting messages that we receive as moms. These are cultural messages that we pick up from society that feels like sacred text, but it's not. The reason I call them powerless parenting messages is if you follow these messages, they will leave you disempowered and exhausted. A big one for moms all over the world is it's selfish to pay attention to me. And another powerless parenting message that reinforces that message is I am 100% committed to my family, and I need to put myself last on the list. Now, I know it's important to be committed to the family, but when you put yourself last on the list, you never get to the end of the list. So you need to be somewhere on that list. So what does this have to do with burnout or completing the stress cycle? We feel like we don't have the luxury of caring for ourselves, and it can feel selfish. It may be a nice to have, but you have to take care of everyone else's needs first. And when they're taken care of, you can take care of your own needs. And moms are treated and given messages that we are super moms and can keep on giving, but this giving and giving syndrome zaps every bit of vitality out of all of us. So those messages don't work. So it is not selfish to pay attention to you. It's actually crucial to pay attention to you, and you need to be on the list. There's nothing wrong with you if you've reached your limit and you have nothing left to give. But often when we are exhausted, we feel like failures as moms. We can go into mother shame, like everyone else can handle it, so why can't I? So let me tell you a secret. You know, all those Instagram pictures, it's not the full story. Even those supposedly perfect moms get stressed out. And behind that curtain, if they are not exploding, they could be imploding and their health is suffering. How do you know if you are impacted by stress? Well, if you have no energy, if you're short-tempered, if you don't want to get out of bed, if you're having stomach issues... If your body aches, if you're having neck pain or shoulder pain, if you feel emotional blah or depressed, if you can't quit obsessing and it keeps you awake at night, you're not sleeping well, if you find you don't like your spouse, your family, or your friends, if you just want to quit your life and divorce your family, if you fantasize about going to some deserted island and drinking those wonderful little drinks with umbrellas, See, with these powerless parenting messages, you think you are the problem. 
Really, those powerless parenting messages are the problem. So all this cumulative stress, day after day, week after week, month after month, greatly impacts your emotional and physical health. Before I tell you how to complete the stress cycle, we need to talk about what doesn't complete it. And this is going to be very sad to many of you moms. But many, many of you go to these things for stress relief. And I'm sorry to say that numbing will not complete the stress cycle. It just numbs you from knowing you're in the stress cycle. So two glasses of your favorite Chardonnay or margarita or a whole bunch of tequila shots won't make it go away. Five bags of chips and quesos, a quart or pint or gallon of your favorite ice cream won't make it go away either. Remodeling your house won't make it go away. Buying another purse or getting a mani-pedi. None of these things complete the stress cycle. Okay, so what does complete the stress cycle? Big drum roll here. The number way to complete the stress cycle is exercise. Okay, don't get mad at me or stop listening. Just hang in here with me a little bit longer. I've been telling moms for the past decade this, and by the way, this is good for your teen also. 20 to 30 minutes of cardio a day gets rid of all the excess cortisol adrenaline caused by stress in your body for 24 hours. Another reason you need to complete the stress cycle every day, because it only lasts 24 hours. Stress impacts our biology, and so we need to do things that calm down our bodies. And let me tell you what I tell teens. You can actually have fun exercising. You can dance. You can jump on a mini trampoline or rebounder. You can do walks and swim and, of course, all the normal ways to exercise. Do it as an experiment for a week and see if you feel better. Now, I do believe in medications that help anxiety and depression, but many of those could be avoided just by doing 20 to 30 minutes of cardio a day. And this is especially good if you can't focus. Right after you do the cardio, you will find that you think clearer. If you really hate exercise, you can do the tense and release exercise when you go to bed. This is where you tighten your muscles as long as you can stand it and then release. And you go through different parts of your body and tense and release. Like you can tense your hands for about 30 seconds and then release and your forearms and your whole arm and your legs and your feet and whatever you want to tense and release. And you will notice that your body starts relaxing just from doing that. Just try it with your hands. Just squeeze your hand as tight as you can for 30 seconds and just see what it feels like. Another way you can complete the cycle is through deep breathing or diaphragmatic breathing is what it's called. And this is why yoga is helpful um, because it's all centered around breathing and also meditations are helpful. And here's why deep breathing helps. When you do deep breathing, like box breathing, which is when you inhale for four to six counts, hold for four to six counts, exhale four to six counts, then hold for four to six counts, 
it signals to all the systems of your body. Hey, everybody, we can chill out. The danger is past. And then you feel your whole body release the tension. With my teens and college kids, I will teach them the box breathing and we'll do it with them. And often it's the first time they ever do it. And in a few minutes, um, they tell me, oh my gosh, I'm so much more relaxed. So it really works. And the great news is it doesn't take that long. Another way to complete the cycle is to release the feeling. Emotion is energy in motion. Often it's not practical, wise, or safe to feel your feelings when they happen, like having a complete meltdown in front of your teen, or when your boss is being a real jerk to you. It would not be a smart move to tell him to F off. You can put off feeling the feelings until you do feel safe and it's the right time. See, if you try to hold down your feelings, it's just like pushing down a beach ball underwater. It's only a matter of time before it's going to come back up. You can't hold down your emotions and hope they go away. They will come back up at a very inconvenient time, or they will take a toll on your body. So your feelings need to be reckoned with. So find a time when you are alone in your room to let the feelings come up. It's okay. It won't last forever. Let the feelings move through you especially if it's tears. Now, if you're really, really angry, then cardio is good for that. But if you're feeling like you need to cry, that's good. Let the tears flow. Some call that an ugly cry, but I think it's a beautiful cry. If you just feel the feeling without going over the same old story in your head, the feelings will start to move through you. In other words, this is the time to feel and not think. And as you emote, you can feel your body start to relax. This happens surprisingly faster than you think when you stop fighting it. The emotion can pass in about five minutes. You can think of your emotions as a river. So let your emotions float down the river. Another way to complete the cycle is when you hang out with your friends or partner those who love you. This would not include a critical or demanding spouse or being on the phone with your friend rehashing all the stressful things of your day and your friend rehashing hers. But affection is helpful in completing the stress cycle, like getting a long hug from your partner or your friends. If the spouse is in a bad mood, cuddle with your dog. This gives you some great oxytocin. Laughter and being playful is helpful in completing the stress cycle. So if that's laughing with your partner or your girlfriends, go for it. Creative expression can be helpful in completing the stress cycle. If that's writing a story or journaling, crocheting, gardening, painting, dancing, or playing an instrument. I've played guitar since I was 12, so that's just been a few years. And when I have had a really stressful day, I grab that guitar and I pound the heck out of it. I play some blues and I definitely feel better. There are many ways to complete the stress cycle and you can find what works best for you. Whatever takes you out of stress and you feel your body and muscles relax 
and you feel present to those around you. And you start to notice things like the fall leaves in your backyard. Do those things. So I'm working on this podcast on a ranch in the Texas Hill Country. And for me, one of the best ways to complete the stress cycle is walking or hiking somewhere in nature. The combination of the exercise and the beauty brings my body, soul, and spirit into complete rest. I would encourage you to take 15 minutes and brainstorm how you can de-stress and complete the stress cycle in your life every day. Your body, your heart, your family and friends will thank you. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.